0: The Carolina Hurricanes have won 41 games this year, Joe. I don't remember a single one as dominant as yesterday's 6 to 1 win, 6 to 0 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Here's 2 minutes from Adam Gold.
1: Let's do that hockey. All right, boys, I got two minutes for the real reason the Carolina Hurricanes are a bona fide Stanley Cup contender. We could talk about 6-1 over Arizona. We could talk about 6-0 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. By the way, what we saw at PNC Arena last night was bananas in how dominant it was remember Tampa had lost the day before in Buffalo 5-3 in a game that wasn't that close they benched their three best players Stamkos, Point, and Kucherov all sat the third period and you know John Cooper was trying to light a fire under him and that fire was put out early by Carolina and it had nothing to do with the goals because while the power play is important and with Shane Bear quarterbacking the second unit or the first unit, one of the units, you pick your unit, whichever unit you like the most, that's your unit. With Bear in tow, the Hurricanes are seven of nine in the power play. I'm pretty sure it's not going to work continuously at 78% efficiency. But I will say this, the number one constant for the Carolina Hurricanes is defense. So, we could talk about all the goal scoring and Tevo Taravainen's hat trick, the fifth Hurricane player with a hat trick this season. The reason why the Hurricanes are a bona fide Stanley Cup contender is defense. And what they did to Tampa in the game was stunning. Think about this. For the first time all year long, a team in the NHL had zero shots on goal in a period. None, no team, until Tampa yesterday in the second period had Buckus in the second period. Their four shots on goal through two periods, also an NHL low. That's what Carolina did best yesterday. Forget about the power play goals. It was defense that completely choked the life out of the lightning. That makes them a contender.
2: That's Adam Gold. That's 2 minutes. I know that yesterday's game Joe at PNC Arena was right in the Jilio Time oh, sweet man. spot. 3 My o'clock
0: house. Absolutely. None of this night late t- late night 9:30 basketball. It's not going to be 9:30 either. No. Kids day. Crowd was unbelievable. Canes were unbelievable. It was like a game of keep away. We got a hey, I mean, Joe. Tampa just never had the puck.
2: We got a hey, Joe question earlier today that we didn't have time to get to, but it, it simply asked the question based on this two game result. Here's the question Two games isn't enough to pass judgment, but w- when will we be able to tell if the Canes did the right thing at the deadline? When the playoffs are over. It's as simple as that. Next up.
1: One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four.
2: Derek Carr is going to the NFC South, just not to be the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. He signed with the New Orleans Saints today. He tweeted out, who dat, earlier today. And then the news started to come up. Now, the Jets and the Panthers were at least in the mix for Derek Carr. He signs a $150 million deal with a $100 million $100 $100 million in total guarantees. He's going to receive $60 million at signing. They're doing this so that they can work some of that cap space. They're likely going to release Jameis Winston as well so that they can free up more cap space. And Derek Carr's got some weapons with it at New Orleans. Their issue's ultimately been quarterback play. That's been the issue throughout the NFC South in this transitionary period, especially with Tom Brady officially retiring. So to me, Julio, the signing of Derek Carr in New Orleans tells me that the Panthers are going to draft their next quarterback. There's really nobody else out there that would make sense to get off the Frank Reich quarterback carousel, so they're going to draft the next guy.
0: Yeah, injury-wise, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's history, and it's it's too much of a risk yep. that they wouldn't have to do it again the next year. And you heard Frank Reich, when he was hired, he wanted to get off of that carousel. The best way to do that is to go for a rookie. I don't know if I agree with that, but you know what? At least they have a plan at quarterback. Next up, John Morant has taken a leave from the Memphis Grizzlies. This is in connection to police in Colorado are investigating uh, an Instagram live video that Morant posted on Monday night that, uh, excuse me, Sunday that showed that looked like he had a gun at a nightclub. The Glendale Police Department in Colorado confirmed that the incident took place at a bar in Glendale. The department is investigating whether Morant might have broken any gun laws. Uh, This, according to ESPN, Colorado is an open carry state, but there are exceptions to the law, including carrying a firearm on federal property. It is also illegal in Colorado to possess a firearm while under the influence of alcohol. Yeah. Right now, it's a two game leave. We'll see if there's any kind of suspension that happens. The question is, did he have this gun with him while he was traveling with the team? Because if that is the case, it, that would break an NBA rule. Yeah. We saw this with Gilbert Arenas when he had a gun in the, the Wizards locker room. So there, there are some implications here. That if you, you're not following the NBA or you're not familiar with John Morant... The Grizzlies are the second-best team in the Western Conference, and really had a chance this year. If they can get him on the floor and stay him on the keep him on the floor and keep him out of trouble, they really have a chance to win the West.
2: Look, I just hope that I hope Ja Morant, from this moment on, to me, it's about who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And based on everything that I've been able to pick up on, you would think having your father around
0: would help. In this case, no. Apparently there was an incident this summer, too, mm-hmm. where allegedly he was playing pickup basketball and pulled a gun on yeah. the people that he was playing against. So I, it doesn't sound like John Morant's making great decisions nope. with guns, which, of course, we, no one, we don't want to say that for anyone, right. let alone one of the faces of the NBA. Next up. And
1: I don't even care who number two is.
0: The ACC Basketball Awards,
2: fresh off... The internet release. Ooh. So, Isaiah Wong, Miami, he is your ACC player of the year. Jeff Capel, your ACC coach of the year after the job he did at Pitt this season. And your all ACC first team includes Isaiah Wong with the top vote getting at 337 total votes, Armando Baycott with 324, Ty Appleby at Wake Forest, Hunter Tyson at Clemson, and Jamarius Burton at Pitt. On the second team, you got Kyle Filipowski of Duke, Jaquavion Smith at State, Jarkel Joyner, his teammate, Jordan Miller at Miami, and Blake Hinson at Pitt. Your Rookie of the Year is Kyle Filipowski, overwhelmingly the favorite with 68 votes compared to Judah Mintz at Syracuse with seven. And your all-defensive team includes Reese Beekman at Virginia, Jesse Edwards at Syracuse, Leaky Black at North Carolina, deserved, obviously, Derek Lively at Duke, Kihei Clark uh, rounds out that team. The all-freshman team includes Kyle Filipowski Judah Mintz, Tyrese Proctor at Duke, JJ Starling at Notre Dame, and Derek Lively. Um, Here's the thing that I found the most interesting. So here's your Coach of the Year vote totals. You tell me what seems off to you, Joe. Okay. Jeff Capel, top vote getter, overwhelming 57 votes. Deserved. Absolutely deserved. Jim Laranaga at Miami with eight. Brad Brownell at Clemson with six. Kevin Keats at NC State with two. Tony Bennett at Virginia with two. Who's missing? John Shire. Nobody voted John Shire for Coach of the Year. Nobody. I get it's Duke, but that's not Coach K anymore. The whole Coach K rules go out the window. The guy followed Coach K, and the team that lost at PNC Arena versus the team that just went to Chapel Hill and won are completely two different teams, y'all. That's called coaching. You could say he outcoached Hubert Davis on Saturday. What am I missing here? Heck, they might be at the top of the league if – Their trips to Virginia don't end in weird officiating disasters. And Duke tweeted that out earlier today when they said, we'd be co-ACC regular season champs, but the matter is closed, making a reference to the ACC's handling of what happened at the end of a game situation with Kyle Filipowski. Y'all, what am I missing here? I'm not saying he's your coach of the year. Again, Jeff
0: Capel, totally agree with that. But no votes for John Shire? None that's a panel too so that's a strange that means one none of his peers voted for him either
2: very strange to me well the disrespect plucky little Duke let's we'll see how they they recover from this next up speaking of Duke in Carolina the Blue Devils come out of Chapel Hill essentially playing the same kind of game they've been playing for the better part of a month or two and they walk out of Chapel Hill with a win. North Carolina, on the flip side of that, also playing the same kind of game they've been playing for most of this year and losing. That's just where it's been. Here's Armando Baycott with an evaluation of the North Carolina season so far as they're getting ready for tournament play in Greensboro. I
1: mean, I would say a very talented team, but not exceeding expectations. I think that's fair to say.
3: Why do you think that is
1: Oh, uh, I mean, just a mixture of things, really. I mean, I don't really know how to pinpoint it, but I don't know. Is
3: it maybe the kind of thing that in a month or two you'll be able to look back and really fully like understand exactly how to answer that question in more detail?
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'll be talking to you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. So here's here's where North Carolina is right now. We can, We can talk about Duke, you know, the rest of the week and – I'm with you. I I can see Duke winning the ACC championship. They might not go to the Final Four in the NCAA tournament, but what we've seen in ACC play, I can see them winning the ACC tournament. North Carolina might find themselves in a situation where they at least have to be playing for the ACC championship to make it to the NCAA tournament. And I don't think we've fully processed the totality of a team that had the callback to Dean Smith Sports Illustrated uh, cover with Michael Jordan on it. Actually, no, Michael Jordan was on the cover because freshmen could not stop at this. The one missing, my bad. Preseason number one, run it back, easy title favorites to maybe not making the tournament altogether. And some hard questions and some truths probably need to be unloaded here in the next couple of days if they don't make the NCAA tournament as to, do you want them to run it back again? Because Armando Baycott still has eligibility. Same with R.J. Davis. Same with Caleb Love. Are they one transfer away like we thought last year from them being able to do this? Or is it a deeper issue? Because, Joe, we've had three years of sample size for the core group, the three guys you say that have to be on for them to win. We got three years of this sample, and clearly it is not consistent enough to be considered a tournament true championship caliber team. They got hot last year. They almost pulled it off.
0: But they've regressed back to the mean. Do you want to blow it up? Yeah. I mean, I think it's... We can start talking about next year for them once they're eliminated, right? I do think they have a favorable draw. You mentioned... I believe you mentioned Ken Palm. Mm -hmm. Gives them... What is it, the fourth-best odds of actually winning the tournament?
2: Fourth-best odds of winning the tournament, and Carolina teams get a little bit of a bump because it is a home game for them. Yeah,
0: I'd rather have Carolina's draw than Duke's draw. Mm -hmm. Duke potentially is going to have to play Pitt, who I I think is just tough as nails. Yeah, And then they're likely going to play Miami. That's just to get to the championship game. Whereas Carolina could take a path of Boston College, a team they've already beaten, and likely won't have Quentin Post, right? Yeah. And then Virginia, who they've already beaten— and then Clemson, potentially, who they've already beaten. <laughs> so there's a pattern there that you, you know, but the question is, can they put it together? They have not been able to put it together this season. And and what I saw on Saturday doesn't su- suggest that they're going to be able to put it together, quite frankly.
2: Speaking of manipulating things, I don't know if the pizza did it, but since no, we're we, taking credit, since we saw Josh Pastner here in Raleigh, they've gone six and two after the pizza. Josh Pastner joins us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, Georgia Tech's head coach, ACC tournament champion in 2021. How's it going, Josh? How are you?
3: First of all, uh, t- uh, again, just a tremendous thank you for the pizza because I really do you guys a lot of credit for our play our turnaround how we've just have have you know reinvented ourselves we have reinvented ourselves and it was due to the conversation that we had friday night in the hotel the pizza so uh, you guys deserve a lot of a lot of credit and then um uh and 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 secondly you mentioned there um you said about duke having um, an easy a a tougher pass, and you just assume they're playing Pittsburgh. You didn't give us or Florida State oh, a chance. Ooh, he got to you, even, Joe. He got even, you to even have a chance to to either one of us. So uh, maybe I need to get this recording and share with our guys. I don't know, but by all uh, means, uh, but by no all we'll, means, we'll, we've been we've been playing much better. And um uh, look, I mean, just a couple quick things with us, and then we can talk about anything else. But we have really reinvented ourselves. Um, I mean, we've 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 changed some things. I mean, obviously, we didn't have a good month of January uh, in the way that we played. You know, we just really struggled to score. I mean, obviously, we had the one win versus Miami, uh, but other than that, we just we just were not good. And then in in this month, we've been outstanding. I mean, we've been playing as well as anybody in the league. We easily could have won the game at NC State, as you guys know. We probably should have won the game at 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 Wake Forest. Um, had the game won at, you know, had a chance to win the game at Pitt, and 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 they made some big plays late. So um, and you know we've we've been playing much better. I mean we've won our last two road games. Um, uh, you know, in the last eight games we've we've averaged over one point, one, over a point per possession, which is eight straight games. The Georgia Tech record of that since that's been kept and uh, as a stat uh, is ten straight. So we're two behind there. During this time, we've set the Georgia Tech record for most made three pointers in a game, and we had 18 against against Syracuse. We, uh, um, uh, you know, if we we've had three straight games of 10 or more made threes, if we if we do that again on tomorrow against Florida State, Florida State, that would set an all-time Georgia Tech record. Uh, we we're right now, um, you know we hold the georgia tech record for the fewest turnovers in a season right now we're we're averaging and that's over the accumulation over the whole season just under, you know we're just a, about 10.8 turnovers per game which is a georgia tech record uh, and this is for the entire season and then you know we we've you know in the last in the last uh month we've we're if you look at just the last 8 games we're we're 12 you know nationally in, in offensive efficiency and you know, overall, we've led the ACC again in three-point defense. I say all that to say I'm throwing out some of those stats. I'm, I'm being a promoter of our program. I'm, I'm. I, I say all that to say that we have gotten better. We're playing well. I'm only playing about five or six guys, so mm-hmm. we're we don't have any margin for error. But, um, um, you know, we, we were we were we were down in the in the. In the trenches I mean of, of deep in the ocean and we were not we were not good and it's hard to come back like we've come back to resurface for air I mean we we're at the depths of the ocean and for us to resurface there's a lot about our guys to keep it together um, it could have easily gone the other way and, and I'm just really proud of our group to be able to um, uh, you know to, to resurface for air as I mentioned and and what I would say is it shows the power of positivity still exists. It still matters. It's still important. And it can help turn things around if things aren't going well.
0: Josh Passner, Georgia Tech basketball coach, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe LVS. I'm Joe Jilly. I was going to say, Coach, when we talked to you, it was after the Louisville game. You, you, know, you were down about where your team was and their inability to shoot. And since then – I mean, let's just take the Syracuse game. What Was that like an out-of-body experience for you to watch your team make 18 three-pointers and just absolutely obliterate that zone up there, no less?
3: Well, it was an out-of-body experience. Uh, number one, I think it was the, the, the most points scored at Syracuse yeah. for an ACC team in the history of Syracuse other than Duke. I think Duke in regulation. Mm-hmm. Duke had, uh, in, in the history there for an ACC team to have more points than we did in regulation it was only Duke. And, um, I mean, we, we played literally five guys, the entire game. What was interesting is, is, um, my assistants wanted me to keep calling timeouts. They saw <laughs> the guys were tired. I was like, man, I don't want to screw this up. <laughs> Not when <laughs> like, you're
0: banging was, 18 of them.
3: <laughs> I mean, we were just, and we had about six of them that went in and out and, um, um so it was just it was phenomenal and uh it was it was just here's what i would tell you in that syracuse game and I, and you guys I, i'm this is this is the truth and and i understand the stakes were different it was about as it was about as perfect near of a perfect game as you could play the only other team that i've ever seen play about as perfect as that was it reminded me of the 85 yeah. villanova, villanova beating georgetown in the championship and i'm not saying again I'm, there's been a lot of games in between then and that, that and ours. However, what I would say is how we played that day at Syracuse, the way we shot and how we moved the ball, I'm telling you we would have beaten anybody in the country that day. And we were we literally played a near flawless and about as perfect of a game. And it was almost like the Villanova-Georgetown game in 85 in the NCAA championship.
0: And all because we bought you pizza. All because we picked you up. The like you said, the power of the positivity.
3: Pizza, pizza did it. The power of positivity and you know um um you know it's it's I, I i talk to our guys a lot about the i don't know if you guys have ever heard the book the energy bus by john Gord. john Gord's an author and uh it's just about it's a lot about the energy bus and anyways i was in my da- my middle daughter's school excuse me uh my youngest daughter's my youngest daughter's class i was at a, a dad's day and in the in the in the in, in the um Uh, and this was right around right before the the Louisville right after the Louisville game and right before the NC State game and there was a book there and it was for the energy bus for kids. It was my daughter my youngest daughter's in first grade. And the author John Gordon, who I know, I took a picture of it and sent it to him and I said, Look look it's a kid's book and I said and it's about positivity and about being an energy giver and all about positivity and I and I just said, I said, man, that's a sign. That's a sign. And I just said, and again, I'm, I always look at the glasses overflowing. And I said, I've got to, We've got to, We've got to have an extra pep in our step. We've got to have such positivity in this stretch run. And and uh, and I'm just, you know, and our guys have just really come together. And it's been fun to see. I mean, look, it's it's not look. And I'm the first to say I'd rather have North Carolina State's Dukes or North Carolina's record than than ours. So, but I'm just saying that when you're down and, and and it looks very bleak to to get off the ropes and to not lay down in a fetal position and to fight back and kind of think you know not not really but but in a in a way of kicking and punching and 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 doing whatever you have to do to get off the ropes to find your way to give yourself a chance to have some some success has been a real enjoyment to see
2: Josh Pastner Georgia Tech Head coach joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. We'll close on this. You, you, we'll close on the idea of positivity. You know, the ACC has been kind of dogged all year. Uh, and, you know, there's some question as to how many teams are going to get in the NCAA tournament. And as somebody, as you said, has been in the trenches, what do you see in the league that Ken Palm can't tell you or what Nett can't tell you that people Hello. should kind of pick up on?
3: Yeah, I would say there's a couple things, guys. One is, you know, I think our league—and tell me if you agree or disagree with this—I think the ACC, and I, and again, you, we discussed this on how I felt about the league last year. I, I said it way earlier about North Carolina you did. And, you did. and Miami, and so. Um, but, but let me just say this for this for this for our league. Our league is different than other Power Five leagues, and you might say, what do you mean by that? Okay, I think in our league we have 15 teams. If you are stock, the styles in our league are so different than the Big Ten, the, the you know, the uh, Big 12 and, uh, you know, Pac-12, Pac-12 and SEC. And, and if you want to throw in the Big East as well, too, if you you know, Power Six, however you want to look at it, it's so different. You might say, what does that mean? Look, all those leagues are really good. Everyone's got good players and good coaches. But when you think about the ACC, think about it now. Think how drastic the styles are in this league, and I, I don't think it's like that in the other leagues. For example, Georgia Tech, we played nine defenses, and we play Princeton. You know, I mean, that's, that's not easy for teams to play against when you have to prepare both ways. Syracuse, how they play with their zone. Okay, think about how Virginia plays defensively in their offensive scheme. Think about North Carolina State—they pick you up 94 feet and the way that they play. Or think about Florida State and how different they play. And I could, or I could go down the road of each team and how they play, or Carolina, or do, and just go down and down. Whereas I think some other leagues, it's really more about you know, it, it's probably more teams play more similar style. That doesn't take anything away from them or how great the coaches or players is. But so what I think happens is when you're playing a Wednesday-Saturday and you're, for example, I'm just making this up, you're playing a team on, on Wednesday like Syracuse and Saturday you're playing a new game against Virginia, the, 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 the opposite ends of those teams are, um, and preparation are so different. And so teams can get caught up and lose games like that even when you think, okay, they got better talent should they win this game? And that's what happens. I really think if you look at our league, and again, I would like to hear if you guys agree with or disagree with me on this, is the styles are so vastly different in our league, maybe more so than other leagues were. Maybe more teams are more similar with mm-hmm. their styles. I'm just curious on that. And I think that's something to, to, to think, of. is that a, a root cause of a possibility of why the parity amongst the league as well too? I'd be anxious to hear what you're your thoughts are on what i just said
0: not your words but they don't play any offense in the big 10 so you could just throw that that one out there <laughs> don't worry about that one uh the big 12 is super athletic coach i know you've, you 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 watched a lot of their their games of this course. year it's just it's a amazing athleticism you know but I, I think you're right styles are, are definitely different we're looking for the different styles you're gonna come you're gonna beat florida state tomorrow you're gonna stop by and see us live tomorrow right in the hallway
3: well, why, hey, how about if we beat Florida State, we beat Pitt, and we beat Duke, I'll come in, and, I, and uh, you'll be
0: bringing pizza every day. How's <laughs> that? I, I, I don't have a pizza guy in Greensboro, Coach.
2: We'll see if there's a pizza guy we can discover out in Greensboro. We'll, we'll let you but know. Look, we we just, can I improvise. People, like,
3: listen, I, 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 and I'm a huge fan of Leonard Hamilton. I, I, I think he's one of the greatest to ever do it. I love Leonard Hamilton, and, and we know we're, we got our hands full of Florida State, and, and this tournament is just so awesome. and you know we'll have to play really well, but you know who knows? I mean, if we're fortunate enough and lucky enough to win the first game, you know, do you have a little bit of an advantage that you've already played? And mm-hmm. yep. um, you know, and hey, let me last thing. I know you guys got to go to break. I'm not trying to overtake your show because you guys are in charge. But however, <laughs> my question to you guys, I got, I got one, one question regarding four teams. Okay, is Pittsburgh, North Carolina, Clemson, and NC State are all four locked? And if you say which one isn't, what would have to be done for them to get to the tournament on those four teams?
0: I don't think Clemson and Carolina are locks. No, they're not. I think one of them can get in. I don't think they're. I don't think they're locks though. I think Pitt is. Pitt's a lock. State's
2: in. Carolina probably has to get to Saturday. They don't have to win the ACC tournament, but they got to get to Saturday. Show that hey, they can win a couple games in the NCAA tournament. Therefore, we'll invite you. And then Clemson is in the same boat that Wake Forest has been in and NC State's been in. they got a big, bad number
0: next yeah, to – so what does Clemson have
3: to do to get in? Uh, it,
0: maybe maybe just have Carolina lose before they see him. Maybe. That might open yeah, it that up. Yeah, that
2: might be it. That might be it. So gotcha. that's our read on it. That's our bracketology on it. There you go. Okay. Josh, okay. Josh, well, go,
3: guys, I i I knew I, t- I, knew I was at- – what other, what other guests would be asking the host questions <laughs> on the show? You know uh, what
2: I mean? It, you know – that's a good point, Josh. That's why we love talking to you. That's right. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll talk okay, to you later. Guys. We appreciate it. Yes, As always, thank Josh Pastner, head coach, Georgia Tech here
1: on the OG. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina.